You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going stateside. I'm going back to Nashville. But the artist I'm speaking to isn't originally from Nashville. He's from Mississippi. Mississippi. That's right, Mississippi. 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 And if you don't know if you don't know who the sound is yet, it's the wonderful. It's the superb. It's the sublime. It's Jameson Rogers. Hey Jameson. <laughs> hey man, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm absolutely fantastic. Now, the reason why I stammered a bit at Mississippi is because when we talk about country artists, we always think of like your Georgia, your Florida, your Texas. Mississippi, I, I, you're the first artist I've spoken to from Mississippi. Yeah, man, me and um, I'm sure you've heard of Hardy, and I feel like me and Hardy are trying to hold down the fort at, from Mississippi. We're trying to put Mississippi on the map. <laughs> He's certainly doing it. I mean, all all I've heard is hit after hit after hit Thank after you, hit. All Thank the all of the stations here in the UK love all of your music. I mean. Particularly some girls. I mean, there's one of the stations I work for, we play it constantly. It is really, and it's it's one of those songs though. Is you could just listen and listen and listen and never ever get bored of it. That's awesome, man. I mean, I guess I'm an idiot because I didn't even realize that y'all were playing the song over there. So it's that is mind blowing to me. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. To, I've never been to. I've never been over there. I've never been across the pond. So. Have you, ever, be, have you got any ideas it, on possibly coming over in the future? I've heard um, rumors about possibly next year. So Ooh. I, I think, yeah. Now we've got plenty of festivals over here. We've got things like the yeah. C2C, Buckle and Boots, um, Tennessee Fields Festival, British Country Music Festival. I'm not going to list them all in case I upset anybody that I haven't named. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's plenty of festivals to play, and I'm sure you'll be more than welcomed. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to do C to C. When is that? Is that in the springtime? It's usually around March, March yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get over there March next year. That'd be fun. Fingers crossed. Certainly, if you come over, I will certainly be buying a ticket, and I hope everybody else does too. Now, talking about actual going into music and being kind of surprised that you got fans over here in the UK yeah. growing up and actually deciding to go into music. Cause I've, I've been watching all your, your, um, YouTube videos, yeah. particularly ones that you did last year, obviously when the pandemic started and basically giving us an insight to your life. A couple yeah. of your friends were talking about how you used to go to karaoke and how you used to just sit, uh, sit and sing along to whatever's on the country radios. Just what was it that actually kind of invoked you into going to music? Yeah, so I, man, I played baseball forever. Um, never like I always loved to sing, like 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 you were kind of saying. Like I was always walking around school singing, but I just never. <clears throat> I guess I never really thought of that as an option until I got to college. Uh, I picked the guitar up in college, um, actually when like the first Eric Church record came out. Like when that record came out, and I, I mean, I listened to that record a million times and I was like oh this is a lane you can do I didn't realize this is a a lane you could go down as a country artist and so yeah 
I just felt like he was writing songs from my soul and um, it just made me, like I said, I always love country music, always love singing, but I just never really wanted, I never had a, a big why to like pick up the guitar. And yeah. so my baseball career kind of was coming to an end and I was like, you know what, I'm in love with music. Let's just do this. Now, obviously yourself on these video on the videos I were watching, and I implore everybody to join like the neighborhood, um, your kind of like fan base, because that's where you promote a lot of the videos as well. You talk about the baseball and playing, you know, being a, an infielder yeah. and how good you actually was. Was there no like talk of going pro at one point? Oh my God, no, no way. <laughs> I, was, I was so average at baseball. I mean, <laughs> I was, so I, I mean, I, played at a school in Mississippi that wasn't really, you know, known for a, a big time baseball program at the time. I, you know, me and my classmates, we, we put our heads down and, and turned the program around throughout my, my four years in high school and ended up making us a, a playoff contender. Um, and so, I mean, I, I got to play in junior college. I got recruited to play in junior college and then I, I, I got recruited to go play um, at an NAI school, it's like a step below Division One, and and uh, so it, it was. It is what it is. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying I was a great <laughs> baseball player. I was very average baseball player. <laughs> you see, from what I've listened to, all the different interviews I've heard, because I am a genuine fan, oh, and you. you are very, very humble. You will. You seem to struggle to take praise quite a lot i do i it, it it's probably it's probably holding me back a little bit to be honest with you just because i don't know i, I it's just hard for me to like think of myself as like oh i don't know the word i i just i don't know i'm just a dude from batesville mississippi man i moved up here with a big dream and i just I don't really have a big ego. I it's pro I wish I did, honestly, because it probably would uh, make my career <laughs> advance <laughs> faster, probably. Um, yeah. But man, I don't know. I just I don't know. It's hard to be something you're not. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean. But that that's it exactly though. Is I'd rather you be humble. I'd rather you be. Yeah. I think it just shows a lot more appreciation, and it kind of brings you back down to almost like the fan level, you know, where you really got to, I know everybody, particularly in the country music scene, starts somewhere yeah. and you've got yeah, to yeah. grind. You've got to really push through, particularly when you move to a city that's full of so much noise because there's so many great artists, but for you to actually gain traction and, and to develop yourself, not to let the ego and the kind of big headedness get to you. You know, you've, yeah. you've really stuck to your roots. You stuck to, knowing where you've come from and it's brilliant to yeah. see well i mean it's you know i'm just such a fan i mean it, it you know the way i the way i was raised you know my parents it's uh i guess i'm just a product of, of them i mean they're 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 pretty much the same uh breed as me i guess you would say it for lack of better terms but um yeah just for like an example last night i got to play the opry and i've played it i think that was my fourth time playing it and you know, I called my dad as soon as I got in my truck and we talked for 30 minutes on the way home, just like, oh my God, can you believe, you know, <laughs> Jeannie Seeley was talking to me about, I mean, it's just like, 
I, I just can't like it's hard to grasp like it's hard to get above the I don't know it's hard to go into the cool factor of like I don't know I'm just I, I'm literally <laughs> just so I'm just soaking it up every day I'm that was a terrible example of <laughs> what I was trying to say but no no that was spot um, on you know what I mean you know what I mean Spot on. I mean, just for the fact that you can say that, oh yeah, yesterday I was at the Opry and you know did a performance. Like, like yeah, it's like it's almost something that you're so used to now. Well, I'm trying. That 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 was kind of my point. I'm trying not to take any of it for granted mm -hmm. because it's. I mean, it's just people from Batesville, Mississippi, or just don't get to do this for a living. It is yeah. such a. It's so. So many stars have to align, and you know, I just. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, just a blessed dude up here. You would living proof that anybody, you know, from any background, no matter where you are in the world, can achieve as long as you put in the hard work and graft. I yeah. mean, I remember reading on your website, you know, to get where you've got, you know, it's a thousand songs and a thousand, you know, gigs, performances. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you just have to, I think, I think the thing that, that, that might hold a lot of people back from, you know, I guess having some success in country music is just being able to stick it out up here for so long. I mean, I've, it was, I moved here in 2010, you know, the first four years had absolutely nothing going on. Yeah. I, mean, I was working part-time jobs and writing, you know, at nighttime. So, I mean, just to come up here and stick it out for four years with nothing happening is hard to do. I mean, it really is. Like, if I if I could go back, if I had to do if I had to do that right now at age thirty three, <laughs> had to move to like, I don't know, New York City, and you know, have to put in ten years before really having any success. I mean, mm -hmm. I, pro I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. It shows passion. It shows commitment. Yeah. And it just shows true dedication. You know, if you're willing to, I mean. Your new track, In It For The Money, you know, based upon the whole EP, is basically that, you know. It is, man. It is. I, you know, I, when, I wrote the, when we wrote that song, we were just all kind of sitting around talking about our journeys throughout the last 10, 15 years. And I don't know, man. I would literally do this for a just getting by salary for forever. I know I've said that before, but I literally would. I mean, if, I, if this... If this career just paid me just enough to like pay my mortgage and <laughs> my power bill yeah i would i would totally do it forever going on to the ep then is there any particular track that you found difficult getting to you know getting to the point of writing or you know struggling to get the melody going or struggling to get the lyrics down man you know actually uh probably the song that took the longest to write was cold beer calling my name really it's, it's so weird like you would think a song that's kind of easy and light and you know just a fun summertime song would be super easy to write but a lot of times they're like the hardest songs to write for what <laughs> it's just like because you because you, you don't want it to get i guess it, it's easy to make those kind of songs super cheesy yeah you know what i mean it's like so that song actually took us like three different times to get of getting together to finish that song. Three. It was so, <laughs> so weird. It was so weird. And all the other ones, let's see, In It For The Money, Good Dogs, When You Think Of Mississippi, In Desert, all those songs I, I wrote on, on a writing retreat on a, at a cabin over the course of three or four days. Yeah. Um, 
and then let's see some girls i didn't write um so yeah I, and then cold beer calling my name it was it's just it's funny how some songs will just fall out of thin air and other ones you have to absolutely absolutely work for <laughs> talking about cold beer calling my name then so when you when you've written the track and you've got it you know to where you want it to be and it's coming to down to choosing who to sing on with it was it was it originally going to be a solo track or was it going to be always going to be kind of a duet? No, it was definitely no intentions of it ever being a duet when we were writing it. Um, you know, this was, I, we wrote that song in 2017. So this is, you know, I have no, no interest at all from a record label whatsoever. Um, pretty much just out building it organically playing to 30 people and then, you know, going back to that market and playing for 40 people. And so at the time when I wrote it, no intentions of it being a duet, wrote the song. Uh, I'd become buddies with Luke Combs um, in 2016. And so it's, it's sorry, it's probably confusing, but fast forward <laughs> to 2018, I put out the EP with like uh, Missing One and, and those songs on there. Yeah. And Luke hit, hit me up and he was like, man, this EP is so good. I want you to come out on tour with me, um, you know come play 60 arenas be the first of three now i have no interest in a record like i have no record deal not even close to a record deal honestly yeah when he asked yeah. Me, when he asked me to do this and so i'm just like man this is unreal i'm just gonna go play 60 arenas and so at the time i was in the studio cutting cold beer calling my name and i was like man it would be cool to have a feature you know somewhere along the line in the next couple years and so as, as Luke was, was asking me to go on tour, I was just like, man, I'm just going to throw it out to Luke and see if he's even interested. And he hit me back immediately, man. And I couldn't believe it because Luke is just, he's, he, he's never featured on anything, really. Yeah. And so it, it was, man, that dude's done, he's done me more favors than, than I'll ever re, be able to repay him for. But yeah, it, It's dude. just a testament to your level of songwriting, your vocal performances, just the way that you are as a person, you know, it's, yeah. it's infectious. And well, when you, when you're around people like Luke Combs, I'm sure he's taken that in and he sees the kind of dedication that you put in. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a fan, man. He, he hit me up in 2016 when my very first EP was out with like this song called Midnight Daydream. And he, uh, his now wife, girlfriend at the time, Nicole, was the one who sent it to him. And so he was, he's, he's been a fan. He was a fan of that song, and that's, that's the reason why he hit me up uh, originally. And so, yeah, he's been a good friend. Now that you've just mentioned Midnight Daydream, that's one of the songs that I was, I was listening to earlier again. And yeah. it, it pricks your ears up because of like the lyrics and the way that the song progresses. It's almost kind of, to use a better word, I don't know, erotic? It's kind of... <laughs> definitely definitely it's definitely way more um uh what's the word it it, it definitely is in its own class out of all the songs i've put out that one is kind of out there and left field like you know yeah no, not it's, it's raunchy, great <laughs> not, not raunchy but like it's dirtier it's dirtier yeah. than all my other songs yeah it's dirtier uh it was actually when i put that song out it was kind of like 
So I had four songs. It was like Midnight Daydream, Girls That Smoke, That's Why the River Runs, and Rehab. Mm-hmm. And I, out of those songs, I thought that Rehab and That's Why the River Runs, I was like, those two are going to be the ones that everybody loves. I was like, Midnight Daydream, people, I don't even know if people, <laughs> they might make fun of this song. I don't even know. I had never put a song out ever, and it was the first song I put out. Literally, first song I ever put out. Yeah. And it, I mean, it has been. It's, it's great. Been a, it's been a, it's been a big song for me. It's opened a ton of doors for me. Yeah. No, it, it's genuinely, you know, for how, <laughs> I'm going to use the word again, erotic the lyrics are, you know, how yeah. the kind of the storyline progresses, you know, it's still, because ultimately that is what country music is. You know, it's, yeah. it's the art of storytelling. And it is almost like reading a book. You know, it's yeah. you going through the emotions, you you creating the imagery. You know, people yeah. can use the song as past experiences. And yeah. it is it is really engaging song. And it's just so catchy as well. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, man. It's one of my favorites. Going back onto your newest EP. Yeah. When it comes to actually getting the final recordings down and you've now got your you've got your master you know you've got this little baby inside your hand what's the first thoughts that went through your head oh man just hoping people dig it you know Mm -hmm. just hoping people dig it i mean i think that's every artist uh at least it's always been my initial original thought whenever you put something out you're like man i hope people like this as much as i do because Usually, like for me, this EP I've had on my phone and I've been listening to in my truck for over a year. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I don't know, they are your babies, you know? So it's, uh, I, I, it, to me, I feel like people are going to, you know, see me growing up a little bit. You know, I, I feel like the, I guess this is my third EP I've put out and I feel like it's just progressively gotten maybe a little better in my mind. I feel mm-hmm. like it has. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to take, just trying to take it up one more step every time. I'm looking forward to when it goes platinum, man, that would be nuts. That I mean, nuts. I just found out that some girls went platinum and it's just mind blowing to me. What, who, who, to, who told you that it's gone platinum? You know, how did that it all was, plan out? So I had a, I had a charity show at the listening room here in Nashville, um, a month ago. And the whole record label and management and publishing, all my my whole team surprised me that night with a plaque. Yeah, it was it was it was really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Go on, is yeah. the plaque is it all hung up on your walls at home? Yeah, well, it's actually at uh, at an office uh, in town. I'm gonna grab it today. <gasps> I left it. I left it at an office <laughs> at the office uh, downtown. So I'm gonna grab it How? and hang, hang it up. <laughs> How on earth can you like leave something so valuable? And... I know, I know. Well, I didn't get it. So if they would have given it to me that night, I would have held on to it like a baby. But they were like, "We're gonna hold on to it. We'll give it to you in a few weeks." <laughs> and so a few weeks go by, and I've almost forgotten about it. And then they bring it right before I had a meeting and a write and something else. And so I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave this here until this afternoon." And of course, after a crazy day, I ran off and left it at the office so i'm gonna grab it today though finally i just i just want to go into a little bit about these retreats 
now because yeah. I've spoken to artists before and they've mentioned like these retreats that you can go to in like the hills of California and you know these like campfire kind of songwriting sessions and they say these are like the most magical places you can be because you're out in the wild you just you got nothing around you no technology other than a guitar and the stars kind of thing yeah what absolutely. what was it that you did yeah, pretty much the same thing. It was just in, in Tennessee. We we all so I've gone to the same cabin. I found this cabin on on a VRBO uh, probably four years ago, and just started taking some of my favorite writers up there. And and it it has turned into the first week of January. So it's always we always go. You know, everybody in the music industry takes at least two weeks mostly take three weeks off for christmas and so by the time the first week of january rolls around everyone's ready to write <laughs> and so that that i was like that's when i want that's when i want my buddies at this cabin everybody's going to be fresh everybody's going to have a ton of ideas and so it's a cabin just a, it's like an hour and a half east of uh nashville on a lake and uh yeah like you were saying it it's terrible internet terrible cell service uh <laughs> You know, there's a fire pit, there's a hot tub, <laughs> there's a grill. And so it's, uh, we literally just start writing about 10, 11 a.m. And, and just go till, I don't know, one, two in the morning every every day. And so it's usually write at three songs a day, usually. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's so much fun. I mean, I, when, my, when my record comes out uh, later this year, probably more than half of the songs are going to come from that cabin, which yeah. is just crazy to me. That's what it's about, though. I mean, people spend thousands upon thousands to go on holidays abroad when you've got oh, something yeah. on your doorstep like that. That's just like serenity. Like, it's just yeah. bliss. No distractions, too. That's, that's mm. probably the most, that's the most important of it all. One of the interesting, I mean, I'm on an app called Clubhouse, and it's basically where people are talking and telling about the stories of their lives and what they've been up to. And a lot of the songwriters that I speak to, they don't do things like, you know, they don't go drinking or anything like that. They just drink their drinks. They drink cups of tea and eat toast whilst they're songwriting. Is there anything that you do that's a bit quirky or hmm. a bit different? I'm trying to think. Not really. I mean, no, I'm like the most normal dude ever. <laughs> I, I'm try, I was like trying to think of something weird, but I just... What is I it? wish I had. Well, when you're at these songwriting retreats then and you're around, say, a campfire or the fire pit and you're writing a song and somebody reaches over and grabs a drink, what drink is it? Ooh, well, if it's, if it's not a beer, I'm weird. So, like, all right, so if I'm playing a show, <laughs> if, if I'm playing a show, it's whiskey. Yeah. With maybe, with maybe one shot of tequila as I'm going on stage. Never beer when I'm playing a show. And yeah, so too gassy. When I'm, yeah, when I'm writing, <laughs> when I'm writing, it's mostly beer. It's mostly beer, but the occasional tequila drink to to bring the the vibe up. You know, you got you got to have a chaser. <laughs> yeah. What is your whiskey of choice? Oh, I weren't allowed to name brands yet. Well, I'm pretty simple, dude. I you know I like Jack. Mm -hmm. um, Jack's probably my I've probably had the most Jack, you know, out of over the years. That's probably been my favorite. Yeah.
I mean, well, I've got a bottle of, I've got a bottle of Jack just here, and I'm saving. It's oh, one yeah. of the limited edition ones, and I'm kind of saving it for, like, one of those moments where you think, "Have I finally made it?" I know you can. <laughs> I know you can never really make it because there's always like the next step that you can go on, yeah. the next kind of distance. Always. To kind of round off, then, what's the like next steps for Jameson Rogers? Is there, what's the next kind of plan of attack? Man, I think. You know, like everyone, I've been off for the last 15 months. Um, I had a hit song during a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> not quite how you draw it up, uh, but yeah, it is It is what it is. Um, I'm just looking forward to playing a show where it's my fans. Um, you know, it's my show, my fans, and just hearing them sing sing along you know what i mean i've I've yet to have that feeling of standing on stage with the number one song and hearing everyone sing along so that's that's the short term uh what i'm looking forward to the most long term man i don't know the sky's the limit let's just do this for as long as people care you know i mean it's uh, that's it you know nailed it last question pineapple on pizza yes or no Absolutely not. Seriously? Oh, you see, (laughs) I loved your music. And now that you've just said that, just, you've just left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Just. (laughs) (laughs) No way. I'm out. I'm out on pineapple. What is it about pineapple and pizza? I don't know. It's just, I'm a, I'm a very simple eater. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so it's boring, bland, plain. I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing at times, but, uh, yeah, just not a, that, that's a little outside of my, my wheelhouse there. I think one day you just need to just go ahead and do it. Just, <laughs> just chuck a piece on there and then one just go, these. you know what? Screw it. All right. I'll try. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you so Thank much, Jameson, for coming on and Absolutely. congratulations on Platinum and good luck in the future. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Good chat. Take care. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.